I can recall the exact moment I became politically aware. It was November 9th, 2016, the day Donald Trump got elected. My mom kept me home from school the next day, November 10th. And when I asked why, she told me it was because I repeated everything she said. Even though I had no idea what I was talking about, all I knew was she was very vocally not a Trump supporter, and therefore I wasn't going to be either, and I was going to let people know that. And anyways, she didn't trust that someone wouldn't start a fight with me at school, either verbally or physically. And at the time, that seemed ridiculous to me. The idea of keeping your daughter home from school in fear of a violent Trump supporter hurting her, that seemed absolutely radical. That seemed like pure paranoia. In my head, I was like, this is America. Since when can you get in trouble or attacked for talking negatively about the president? It's like the most beautiful thing about us, our free speech, that we can publicly dissent and share our opinions without fear. Then, January 6, 2021 came around. I finally completely understood my mother's line of reasoning for keeping me home. What she feared on November 10th finally came to fruition. She was just four years early. What can I say? Moms are always right, I guess. I'll never forget January 6, 2021. It was the day that my understanding and respect for America started to rapidly deteriorate. After the insurrection, I absolutely threw myself into politics. I made it my entire personality. Started watching the news, SNL skits, political dramas, political satire, Daily Show, South Park. All these things. I watched them relentlessly. I watched in real time as my country divided itself. My own family was divided. I ended friendships over political views. I looked like a zombie. I was staring at the TV for hours. My under eyes were dark from stress and staying up late. My mouth was always wide open because I could not believe the state America was in. Ever since January 6th, I've been consumed with wondering what happened to America. We became so divided and it happened so quickly. But had it really happened so quickly? The America I knew before I was politically aware was free and happy. We were, we were passing progressive legislation like the Affordable Health Care Act and the Marriage Equality Act. And I mean, that act benefited my uncles who were finally able to get married. Like, we, were, we were heading in the right direction. Things seemed great. But after Trump got elected, I felt like there was a stark downturn in the country's moral fiber. I mean, for a while now, I've had an overwhelming desire to understand where we actually stood amongst other nations. Are all other first world nations this divided? Is America finally just becoming like the rest of the world? I'd always heard from everyone growing up that we were the greatest country on earth. But from my perspective, the quality of life has decreased over the past few years. I feel like we're rolling back in rights from minorities and women, fearing for our lives in public, and struggling to make ends meet, and we're, we're even banning books in schools now or at least talking about it. To me, all these things feel like we're slowly becoming fascist. Statistics and societal attitudes even illuminate that others are feeling this way too. But to those who don't like getting into politics and those who pretend our country is fine, hopefully these statistics might change your mind. A study conducted by Pew Research Center in 2021 showed that an overwhelming 72% of people think America used to be a good example of democracy, but has not been in recent years. Statistics like these shouldn't offend Americans, but instead motivate them to fight for the change that's needed to restore us to the title of the greatest nation in the world. In fact, I feel like it's my own personal responsibility to share where we stand on the world stage with my fellow Americans in hopes that 
by researching our faults, we can learn from our mistakes and fix them like we always used to do, at least. I mean, another frightening statistic mentions how the U.S. plummeted to a position behind Argentina and Mongolia and on par with Panama, Romania, and Croatia. This is according to Freedom House World Democracy Rankings. And to determine these rankings, Freedom House analyzed the electoral process, political pluralism and participation, the functioning of the government, freedom of expression and of belief, associational and organizational rights, the rule of law, and personal autonomy and individual rights of each country. To put it in layman's terms, I feel like the thing that makes America America is our democracy. It's what makes America so attractive to immigrants. It's what we boast the most about. I feel like Winston Churchill put it the best, honestly. He said, It has been said that democracy is the worst form of government, except all the others that have been tried. Unfortunately, that democracy is slipping right out of our hands, which is ironic considering our hands as where the power is supposed to be. It's extremely saddening to see the thing that made this country so great, that thing being our democracy, is starting to fail. And somehow I knew that by reading this statistic from Freedom House to my incredibly conservative grandmother would anger her. Her nationalism is so extreme, she made excuses and proposed alternative facts to the Freedom House statistic. When I popped the big question we're, we're researching about in this podcast, she answered, America is the greatest nation in the world because nobody does democracy and freedom how we do. Then I read her the Freedom House statistic, and she said, that's not true, and sent me an extremely biased Fox News article condemning Democrats for believing that this country is no longer the greatest on earth. The politically accurate drama Newsroom, a show about the responsibility of the free press, perfectly encapsulates how invalid calling America the greatest nation is simply because it's free. Aaron Sorkin writes, With a straight face, you're going to tell students that America is so star-spangled awesome that we're the only ones in the world who have freedom. Canada has freedom. Japan has freedom. The UK, France, Italy, Germany, Spain, Australia, Belgium has freedom. 207 sovereign states in the world, like 180 of them, have freedom. These entitled Americans who don't care to educate themselves on what's happening outside of America don't understand how much of a blessing the right to vote and freedom is as a whole. Additionally, believing we're at our pinnacle will either keep us stagnant, never allowing ourselves to, come, to become better, or will lead us to, demo- to our own demise. These Americans don't realize that if we don't make change now, we might not even have a country left to call the greatest. As Aaron, Sor- as Aaron Sorkin argues, the first step in solving any problem is recognizing there is one. America is not the greatest country in the world anymore. And while it might seem like an extremely daunting task unifying the country and restoring us back to the greatest nation, there are common sense solutions that can get us back on track. I conducted an interview with an incredibly liberal voter who, when asked whether America was the greatest country in the world, firmly said no. She not only listed a few ways to improve the country, including exercising our constitutional right to vote and educating ourselves to the best of our abilities with unbiased and factual sources, but she also brought up a great point. It's the point that I've been trying to to grapple with and trying to get others to understand. Americans need to recognize how far we've strayed from our ideals. I mean, we're oppressing and creating injustices instead of fixing them the way we used to. 
Back when we stood up for what was right, we fought for moral reasons. We passed and struck down laws for moral reasons. We waged wars on poverty, not poor people. We aspired to intelligence. We didn't belittle it. It didn't make us feel inferior. We didn't identify ourselves by who we voted for in the last election, and we didn't scare so easy. Aaron Sorkin wrote this. This was an excerpt from Newsroom. Despite our transgressions, I feel like ultimately America always did what was right, and that was when we were the greatest country on earth. When people had their own ideals, but their political affiliations weren't deal breakers. When we helped each other instead of fearing each other. Again, I feel like this podcast is my duty as an American. I'll take advantage of every opportunity to persuade people that take our democracy for granted, that we can always strive to be better. However, now is a good time to mention that there are plenty of moderate politicians on both sides. America is still functioning as a first world country, and we should be grateful to live here. I love my country. But I'm simply explaining that while we've come a long way on our journey to being the greatest nation and have achieved that title at some point in our history, our common thread was always doing right by the Constitution, and that's bettering the nation for all its citizens. So let's keep doing right by our democracy by staying educated and voting in the next election in 2024 and for every election to come.